You are listening to the Sons of Asaph, a worship podcast. What is up, everybody? This is Adam Richardson. Hey, it's Sean Patrick. Welcome back to the Sons of Asaph worship podcast. Adam, I just watched it like the way that you just like cued us into recording. That was hilarious. <laughs> like you had to like wind up like a pitcher. Like you had to like, mm-hmm. yeah, now we're going like to go. It's like a slow motion hand clap, but then all of a sudden it's like one fast one. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm more interested in like what goes through your mind when you're getting ready to like go like, okay, here we go. I have to talk to Sean for another. Do you remember Gone in 60 Seconds when they're like. Like the Nick Cage version? Isn't that what it is? That's Mission Impossible. No. The, the the song that he does, right? That like when Nick Cage is like sitting there and he's like twirls his hands. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. That's good. You know? <laughs> but they have to listen to they, the song they were, they were for like to low rider. Yeah, that's they, what I mean. That's what I was just singing. Like you were singing that was not double oh seven. Right, everyone or, okay, you know those <laughs> commercials. Impossible. You know the commercials where they have you go back and they throw listen. the red flag to review. Here we go. Track back, you listen to that. And tell me you didn't hear Mission nope, Impossible. I'm going to make it even easier. <laughs> Replay right now. Okay. Okay. Listen. It's so close. Listen. It's so close. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, do you see the difference there, Sean? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see the difference, please? This is how old we are. But back in the day, there was an artist... Who, who sampled a David Bowie uh, riff. I'm not that old. <laughs> he was a, a certain flavor of ice. and uh, <laughs> Hawaiian? I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of that, by the way. I'm sitting here just very intent and super happy with myself. No, um, but he, he, sampled, he sampled the, the, I can't now, under pressure. He, he, he sampled that riff. And he said it's different because his thing, he, like, he, the riff is, but he's like, dun, he goes, dun. I didn't, I didn't sample it because mine goes, dun, 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 that extra, is that like, Bowie? Or was that? That's Bowie. I thought that was Queen. Queen sang it with Bowie. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're or right. Or Freddie Mercury sang yeah. that with Bowie, but that's Bowie. Okay. All right. I mean... We could get into that, but we're here for the worship podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're not condoning listening to some icons in the rock industry. Yes, we are. You should, because it's great. You know, I, growing up as a kid, um, I grew up in a house where we were not encouraged at all uh, to listen to anything outside. I wasn't allowed to listen to Queen. I wasn't either. Yeah. Like, like what was interesting was, um, like all growing up, like we, I was only allowed to listen to Christian music, like only. So like, you know, my, my early music, you know, <laughs> is like stuff like Carmen, Amy Grant. Um, that's funny. Cause like, like I, I wasn't allowed to listen to queen, but that meant I, I, I mean, my sister bought me an easy E album for like <laughs> my, like my 11th birthday. Like I learned Whoa. so much. <laughs> 
you know, that's not just dipping your toe in the water. That's being thrown in the deep that end with an undertow. <laughs> Carrying bricks. <laughs> Jump in with this leaded, va- leaded vest and like, it's going to be fine. Holy cow. Like, so like, yeah, so I had to return it and I bought a Sir Mix-a-Lot there, album. There so is. yeah, it was way better. I remember listening to like, like having friends, like who were listening to like, able to listen to secular music. And I think the first secular album I brought home was uh, Def Leppard's Hysteria. And, you know, like, I had no idea what Pour Some Sugar on Me or, like, you know, like, it's some like, Love Hurts or, like, you know, some of these these songs meant, but I was just like, this is so much better than some of the stuff that I, I get to listen to. Especially but, Carmen. Uh, Holy like, Carmen was like, I mean, yeah, you got to give Carmen his props in his day, right? Like, I mean, he, he, st- he filled out stadiums. He rocks zoot suits yeah, I mean, in the wrong context he, of music, he, like, you know? It was great. You got it. You got to give it to him. The Anytime poofy you can en- cheek mic, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think we're we're making fun of it because we're really jealous. Um, there's there's really some some place that you wanted to be, but I think it was before his time for like Carmen boy bands. Props. Like you know, like in <clears throat> sync and and that kind of stuff wouldn't exist without Carmen. Yeah, but I I, I can look to <clears throat> Carmen and DC Talk and um, Stephen Curtis Chapman and like a bunch of these guys. Like okay, this is what kind of faith. Like, where how you can put your faith into music, and if you go back, like, it, there's some stuff that just doesn't hold up, right? Like, if you're trying to listen to like early '90s Christian, like you know, contemporary Christian music, that you might be like, you'll have that nostalgic factor, but you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> like Newsboys, <laughs> Newsboys did pretty pretty good in that in that era, but like, I wasn't allowed to listen to anything but Christian, so. I was as a kid. I go into my mom's, uh, like, like my parents had a bunch of vinyl that they just mm-hmm. like they had kept, and this is before vinyl was cool again, you know. So like, no one has a record player. I just happened to have one on my uh, on my stereo that I had in my room. So I I remember, oh, they got all these records. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go vinyl? through and look. And so I'm looking through it, and they have stuff like the Beatles, and what? yeah, dude, they like and they like uh, Harry Chapin and. Uh, like really good music, like Led Zeppelin and a few other things like that. And so okay, I'm, wait, wait, wait. You're yeah. telling me that you were forced, subjected to a interesting variety of <laughs> Christian music. <laughs> this is what I was as the only to option. To. Yeah, yeah. And yet your parents. Now hang on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, your parents were enjoying things. Now, my parents were listening. That they weren't. This is all like stored away. Oh, okay. All right. So, so I I remember asking my parents as I got a, like older and like I'm buying, starting to buy my own music and like that kind of stuff. What did you listen to? Oh, I loved the Beatles. Oh, I loved Harry Chapin. Oh, we loved, you know, Led Zeppelin. We loved like I'm You're like, like hang, I know. Hang on a second. <laughs> so I got this like crash course education on really really good music and it was like oh this is what can be good now what they're talking about eh. like that's not great so you have to like be careful with that but i'm grateful for the upbringing so i can discern what's there but i was i felt very cheated because like i put on the i remember putting on like uh yellow submarine no beatles whatever album that is that that's on magical mystery tour i think have that album on vinyl. When I'm listening to it, my parents are like, I love this song, singing every word. <laughs> and I'm like, hang on a second. You know, like that kind of stuff. So Wait point, just a gosh darn minute. <clears throat> that's a really long description of saying, don't just be limited to what what's, what's it like. 
broaden your horizon, see how you can be. Oh, there's a lesson in this. Yeah. Oh, okay. See how you All can right. be influenced in what you what you bring in. I was bored to, uh, earlier. In I'm the sure story. you were. Well, you're bored most of the time when I talk. So it's okay. <laughs> I see you glazing over when most of the time when I open my mouth to speak. So it's okay. I'm trying to think of a way to respond, and I'm like, I got nothing, man. <laughs> You guys see what I have to deal with? <laughs> you see this? You can you can send sing, send along your condolences. I, I get it. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Our sincerest apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, should we uh, should we jump into this stuff? I think I think we jump in. I think we jump. Like we need to save this because right now we have like a solid what five minutes of just something. <laughs> <laughs> just we have we have content we've created content for you guys but um <clears throat> yeah we want to we want to oh you're actually looking at how much time we have that's a little more than five minutes okay i mean that's us <laughs> it's like eight and a half yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> that's cool they fast forwarded a long time ago anyway it's true yeah it's true yeah, and yeah. i you know there was a couple seconds before then when i was doing the nick cage thing yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah yeah They're all like, right oh this is what this podcast is about <laughs> and moving on <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we are going to, uh, um, I, if, if, if you haven't noticed yet, because you really haven't had a lot of episodes, we changed some of the format at the very beginning of our, of our episodes. What we're trying to do basically is have an opportunity to kind of, well, literally dive into God's word. Woo. Um, so instead of just, Woo, God's word. you know, talking about our Sundays, I don't really care. And, and, uh, you know, not 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 really. I do actually care, but we felt like it was a little bit more leadership orienting if we were to talk about how God's word is something that both Sean and I chew on, and so you know, and 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 go through and how it applies in you know some of our contexts as well. But I think uh, you know today what what I think we kind of rested on was uh, Galatians chapter six. And uh, specifically more the verses 1 through 10. I, I like the tail end of that. Verse 9 uh, is really what kind of inspired this. But looking at the context of the entire uh, part of that uh, part of that chapter was, was really encouraging to see and also kind of revealing for ourselves uh, some things to just make sure that we keep in check. Yeah. And we're going to take a look <clears throat> at all of this through, you know, like we're the Sons of Asaph worship podcast. So we want to look through a lens of worship leadership and uh, and what that's what that means for us as worship leaders or people who are uh, leading on stage, part, participating with teams, like those kind of things. But I think it's it's good for all of us to hear. Yeah. Um, like, but just know that like our our context that's that's where we're going to kind of launch out of. Yeah. How how we're how we're in, in, not interpreting the scripture, but as we're, like, we're, we're kind of looking at it through that lens. So I think we're going to spend just a little bit of time going over this and reading through that, uh, that section in Galatians 6. But, uh, but our podcast episode today is actually going to be around that section as well, the, the section of scripture. So let's, let's, let's read through it. Um, Sean, if you want to read through it. Um, sure. I don't do the pirate voice this time because it doesn't work. But <laughs> we got um, we, we we got some hate mail about that. So yeah, but sorry, for sorry about that. <laughs> for emphasis, um, we can uh, leave pirate Sean alone. You, there's there's 
there's a there's a there's a specific part at the v, at the very end of this that I don't mind if uh, Sean wants to create the atmosphere from the very beginning of this chapter as is, as to why he needs to create the atmosphere. Here we, here we go. So, <clears throat> all right, Galatians six, starting in verse one, says, "Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted." Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone, and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who is taught the word of... Ah, I'm going to start over because I, I, I fumbled that. Here we go. From the beginning. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And we said 1 through 10, but I love verse 11. And verse 11 is where Adam's like, hey, maybe you could bring in like a loud thing. <laughs> but Paul says, see with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. I would love to see like the actual manuscript that he he wrote this with. Like he's like, you know, like how sometimes when we're typing out an email and we're like bold, underline, italic, like, like we get in like all caps, you know, like we get into largest font. <laughs> we make it, we highlight it, you know, or like we do like the, the, the finger pointing emoji. Like it's this, like make sure you get this. I feel like that's like if Paul had like in his iPhone as he was typing this. Like it would be, it would look something like that. But he was just instead like, I'm going to use up all the parchment I've got to make sure you really get this point. I, it's, it's like the all caps texting, you know, yeah. you're just like, hey, hey, can you hear me? You're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to say it that loud in, in text. He's, like, he's like literally in verse 11. He's like, in case you missed it, just I want you to pay attention to how large I'm writing this. <laughs> And I, how really, I really Could you want imagine you to get the quill this. that he had to use? <laughs> the amount he's like, I'm using a lot of ink and I'm in prison. What? You don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of ink in prison. All right. <laughs> had to get right to the point. Cause <laughs> I don't, I don't, I really don't know if in Galatians he's in prison. He usually like, and I feel like most of his letters, he he's in some form of prison. <laughs> It's true. That, that's true. I, 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 now I have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> I write to you in this island. Yeah, normally it says, yeah, like, okay. I'm not seeing it initially, so. Well, most of the epistles are letters that he wrote from imprisonment. It, like, yep. Otherwise, he was there. He it's would pretty go safe. there. It's pretty safe. And so that teaching was <laughs> not a letter. It was, it was an actual physical sermon. Yep. You know? And we don't have that, you know, in in pretty much, uh, other than Acts, you you have the the letters that he wrote from prison. For sure. So so it's pretty safe to say while he's in prison. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving he, on. He became Galatians a good writer. Six. So, um, wow. That I mean, I I would say that Galatians six is is packed with some some really really good things for us to just kind of look at ourselves, look at. 
look at, you know, look at the situation even around us and the people that we, we are part of and we are, we are included. You know, I, I read at the very end of that is it's the, the people of faith and it's really calling us to go like, man, how are you treating people around you? Mm-hmm. How are you, how are you behaving in not just like putting on my church hat when I'm around Christians, you know, but, but, but being that kind of person mm-hmm. in your entirety in, in every day, even when you're not in that environment, it's, it's, it's that call out to say like, yeah. man, how are you, how are you treating people who yeah. aren't, you know, even more so how right. are you treating people who are? Well, yeah. You know? And you think about it, Paul's coming out of the context of being Saul, yep. you know, a Pharisee and, you know, like a teacher of the law and like, most of what Jesus, like his, his rebuke of the teachers of the law, were like, we're holier than that. We're better than you. Like we're, we're yeah. following this law and how dare you not follow the law as well as I follow the law. And like, you know, all these kind of things. So he's coming a lot out of that context. And so his teaching out of in, now in Galatians, he's, he's looking at this going, yeah, I've done this. And so there's a better way. Like then this is, yeah. this is what, this is what Jesus shows us, uh, through, you know, through forgiveness, through grace, through like these things. And here's how we ought to like treat each other as we're in this, in this place, dealing with sin, dealing with those things. You know, I, I think it, it definitely is something to, for me personally, to, to just look at myself and, and really kind of evaluate how, you know, in the past, some of my interactions with individuals, how I may have, you know, may, may or may not have addressed something with someone. Mm. And, uh, you know, or how I treated someone, how I made someone feel. And that's, you know, like, like I said, we're going to dive a lot deeper into this in the, in, in this episode. Um, but just kind of on the surface of this to look inward and, and ask myself those things like, you know, do I, do I check my own heart beforehand? Do mm. I, you know, you know, what, what am I doing to make sure that I, my treatment of others is compassion, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, even if I have to correct somebody, how am I doing that? Um, and I think that those are all, those are all things that us, us as Christians are called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and then at the end of it all is, is just kind of to wrap up and say like, you know, it, it's, it's, we reap what we sow, yeah. you know, I was on my way over here. I'm, I'm driving and, um, and I think everybody can relate with this, but, uh, you're, you're driving straight and somebody's going to turn left, but they turn left in front of you. Mm. And as they turn left in front of you, it might be in a, like for me, as I perceive this, um, like I had to hit my brakes to like slow down so that I didn't hit this car as they turned in front of me. So my first reaction, rather than just to go, Hey, you know, I, I avoided a collision. It's great. You know, like, okay, I had to hit my brakes. I'm so upset that I had to hit my brakes and how dare he not see me that I laid on the horn. You wow. Know, like I, like I honk at this guy as he, as he goes by. That's aggressive. I know. I know. It's <laughs> like if, yeah, anyway, so I laid on the horn, but like 20 seconds later, it's gone. Like that, that upset, what, you know, that, that feeling like I could have let, that moment pass because just for the same level of like, you know, bad driving that this person just displayed, I know I've done this. I've done this exact thing. I'm like, I think I could go. I think I can go. And I probably upset somebody else turning left in front of them, but I'm right all the time and they're wrong all the time. 
Like, and that's that the, 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 that's kind of that perspective of like, how do we, how do we want to be treated in the moment when we have when we have the like like at the beginning of that passage, the, when we have the transgression, when we're the ones who who've done this, how would we want to be treated? And in the same place, how would we want to receive correction versus, you know, like just me laying on the horn to like now, this guy? Here's the question, though, is like if somebody's turning left and they have an inability to use the appropriate lane and they begin their, you know, their their deceleration, um, <laughs> you know, four miles early, uh-huh. you know. At, at what point do you draw a line and you say like... Now, bad driving is bad driving regardless of who's doing it. I'm just saying there's there's a moment that most of what, what happens is 20 seconds later, the moment's out of your head and it's yeah. gone. And so my, like, my wife is a lot more horn happy than me, so <laughs> I feel like horn happy is more appropriate than just horn... Just kidding, never mind. Um, <laughs> but I... It, it, it's one of those things that I, uh, I you know, I, I think about how the difference between she and I when we drive is mm. I'll say something like in my head. I mean, like, come on. Are you serious? Like, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, like you, you're in a incapable. So my, my kids get to experience that. I don't say anything bad. I don't call them mm-hmm. any names or anything like that. I'm just like, really? Seriously? They let you out today? Mm. You know? You ever have your kids like repeat back the things that you say to other drivers, but like they're saying it to the driver before you can? Yeah. And do you hear, do you ever hear how bad that sounds? Like, like you're going, oh, uh, they're like why would you say that? Like, oh. they're like, but you, oh, you're a parent. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. Here's, here's now my opportunity to realize how bad I really am and how much I need to apologize because at some point, you know, my daughter's eleven. She'll be twelve in like a month and a half, like she's not far away from driving. And like, at some point she's going to be behind the wheel of a car, probably spouting off the same stuff that she's heard me say her entire life. My, <laughs> my kids, I think what, what I enjoy is that I find out what Drea says. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, where, where did that one come from? My wife is a saint. Like as far as behind this, she's just so patient. And I think so that's calm. that's kind of the difference. Like I do get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like impatient at yeah. times, but it literally, like, you have to be a whole pile of stupid before <laughs> I do anything like that, you know. And I won't even honk. I'll just usually still just think you're a pile of stupid in front of uh, my kids. And so I'm stealing the phrase, the, the phrase "pile of stupid." <laughs> okay. I'm going to use that. And at some point I'm going to say it and somebody's going to be like, I heard your podcast. I know where you got that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So, okay. The first, the first point is from this, from this passage. No, we're not going to do that yet. We're going to oh. do that. And it's, we got to go over to the burrito and take care of that. And we're going to come back. Why and, don't we end on the burrito? Let's, we, we got into scripture. The let's, yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's okay. end on, let's end on the burrito. All right. So, um, just so that we, uh, have a little bit more, uh, I guess, I don't want to just use Bible verse references for this. So it was just kind of like how I interpreted what it said at the very beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first point that we have is let me remove this plank first. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, Hey, hold on you. <laughs> hold on a second. Like, let me just <laughs> right out of my eyeball. And then, then I can go on yeah. to go after you for the things that I've recognized. I'm like, well, like you've, 
obviously have some massive character flaws and your accountability is just non-existent. And, you know, and you're like, man, you know, first and foremost, there's a whole lot of problems with all sure, of that, you sure. know? Okay, I was like, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're finishing that up because I was ready to unload. I was using an illustration here, Sean. Come on. Go, go for it. Go for it. Continue. You're doing what you're doing good. You know, I want to say, admittedly, I am really good at not doing this <laughs> and mm. and in, in essence it's easy it's easier being frustrated in this. the moment for sure it's easy and and saying like man so-and-so is is always late is never accountable and i wish i could just tear them a new one so next time they show i have this whole role played out in my head yeah. and the next time they showed up like i've just got i'm stewing with animosity and i'm like you know, if I don't address it, what happens? It just continues to to grow because why? This person is consistently disappointing at this right. point. And I've set that opinion about them and I've held that against. Well, the Bible speaks very clearly about all of that behavior as very bad against me. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's just one of those things that like, I think this is, even though Paul writes in all caps, mm-hmm. um, is, is a point to say like, look, look at all of these other things that we are our, 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 we ourselves need to take a look at before we, you know, even, even feel like addressing something. And then if you've done those, those things to look at yourself, take the plank out of your own eye, Mm -hmm. and then you want to, to talk to somebody, you, it's okay to recognize these things. It's not okay to attack them. Yeah. And if you think about it in context, like if you, if you recognize a slight, you know, or like a like the, the way that Galatians here puts it, or Paul puts it here, it's a transgression. Yeah, something's happened. You know, and it it you've taken offense to it, or you're you're looking at it. There's there's a couple of ways to like help you. One, what you're talking about, taking the plank out of your own eye. When you realize that this transgression, whatever it is, like you've done way worse. Yes, and you've done you've done way more, and you've hurt feelings or whatever. When you, when you recognize that, okay, here's what I've done, and in comparison to what this person's done, that's really small, and I was treated with grace, and I was treated with humility, and I was, like, I was, I was discipled and ushered along in a way that, like, helps me understand what's, what's going on in, in this better way. Now when we look at that transgression, we can go, I need to extend grace here. Yes. And I can like, I can still talk about whatever this is like, Hey, this isn't okay. Like we need to do this, but I'm right here with you and let's, let's work this out. And the, it disarms a really, that what could be a really tense situation if we'll do this first. And we don't always do this first. Like it's not my natural inclination to start at this place, but the more that again, the older that I, I, I get and more experience that I I've had like being, being dealt with when I need correction it helps me when I'm in the place of needing to, uh, needing to correct. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, examine, examine yourself. Like, you know, what didn't you write? Check yourself. <laughs> check, yeah. The title is check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. I um, wish I had checked myself. Quoted yeah. By the man who wrecked himself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, th- I can look back at a lot of different exchanges that I regret. Yeah. I'm, I'm not happy about how it happened. And some of those have Can't we all right. Like, we oh, all yeah, can. some of those I I, ha- I still, you know, I feel like I wish I could go. I, I have a, d- a desire to go back and 
make amends, you mm-hmm. know, even mm-hmm. if it's not something that I would ever see this person again, I don't feel like I left it in a good place because of my behavior yeah. of, of going after something before I checked my own heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I really think that that's, that, you know, that's, that's a part of what this, you know, Galatians six is talking about right at the very beginning of it is yeah. you know, like, look, we all have transgressions. We all, yep. we all have sins against each other. Don't go after that person's sin mm-hmm. if you haven't addressed your own. Yeah. Well, and I then just, when you yeah. do, and then after that, it's like if you haven't addressed your own, then when you do, do it with grace and compassion. Yeah. No, the, the 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 word there is gentleness. Gentleness. Uh, yeah. How many how many of us would really prefer to be dealt with gently? When did I say that right? Gently, gently. I don't know. It, that was it sounded Gent, gently. It sounded weird to me I think, when I said it. Anyway, we, we'd rather we'd rather somebody be kind. How about that? Gently uh, be kind to us when when we need to be corrected. Um, because it sucks. It sucks a whole lot when somebody comes out bl- guns blazing at us. Like it doesn't. It you know if 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 you're not dealt with gently, then like it can take you out of whatever context it is. Like, so like in our context, worship leading, we're talking about this team member who shows up late and you've got this giant list of like things, you know, the riot act that you're going to read to this team member about, you know, wasting everybody's time or whatever. Like all that can be dealt with apart from the team away from the rest of the team with over coffee or, or like, or those kind of things and just talk about it. Like, Hey man, this like really matters. But I think also how that affects you know, in this is, is your if you if let's say for example you're just having a conversation about what the worship set is mm-hmm. it you know it can come across even in that tone and you're like hey are, are you mad yeah yeah <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah that would that and would that, put it lightly it spills over to everything else it really can yeah yeah it's a thing so um to kind of transition from that specific point to the next one yeah yeah i i think you know part of this is 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 when we have these things as a team, that the team is a really healthy thing for, for us to be in and, and to work together and obviously care, care for each other like a family. But, but sometimes what we become in that is our perspective of the worship team is an untouchable mm. or, you know, that we, you know, on, on two fronts, we're going to deal with our team inside of our team. So like a biker club, okay? <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going with you. Or I don't know, organized crime. Sure, I don't sure, know, sure. like you know, sure, like sure. mob the, boss. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> makes sense. Worship mob boss. All right, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I know. Just follow me here. Continue. Okay? You're doing well. But the the other side of it is also to be able to kind of have this ability to grow the team or have other servants who want to come along and say like, I really feel a calling on my, you know, to, on my heart to, to be able to lead worship mm-hmm. and be part of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the degree of, of the discerning, uh, you know, the, or the discernment of that leader is that's an important step to be yep. able to do and, and meet with those people who are interested. But sometimes we as worship leaders can put off a country club mentality where it's exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're not, there's, it, we're, we're in our own and you can't be part of it. We've, I mean, you I know, do, blood in, blood out kind I, of a I thing. I do hand out know? membership cards to, uh, to all the team and I can revoke them at any point. If, if, <laughs> 
It feels really good. Uh, give no. me your card. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me your card, give, Sean. Give your card. Now, 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 hand it over. I'm unlaminating your your card. Um, no, uh, it it can. You're right. Like it, it's one of those things that we um, and it, it's 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 this fine balance, right? Like, and it and it's a fine line that we have to walk because as as worship leaders, you know, those who have been tasked to bring people, like we want to like disciple people as best as we can and to bring people along and to equip, you know, like really that's what one of, one of the calls of a pastor is supposed to do is to train and equip the saints. Yeah. So training and equipping the saints means that I need to train you to do the job that I'm doing and some, yeah. and then give you the tools necessary to do it. So, uh, you know, that may not necessarily mean for me that I need to teach you how to play guitar or teach you how to play, you know, master your instrument so that you can be on stage. But I can encourage you like, Hey, find some, find some teaching in this area because there's some things that you could do to, to improve here, work on your voice. Like here's, here's some ways that you can work to deliver this, but give you opportunities to do this and to open up opportunities within, uh, to the church congregation to say, Hey, like we need people to come serve. This isn't, this isn't an exclusive club. But it does require that you have some training and some, you know, some ability like a, as a prerequisite, like you need right. to, you need to come in with this. And so like I, I recently had somebody at the church, like we were, we were saying goodbye to, uh, to a team member, uh, they're moving and I use that opportunity as I was saying goodbye to them, uh, and letting the church know that like, you know, haven't we really appreciated this, this person playing? Uh, and I use that opportunity to say, Hey, we need people. We need yeah. people to step up. And that Sunday I had like three people come and say, I, I'm, that's great. Like, I'd love to love to come serve on the team. Hmm. One of them happened to be like this first person Sunday at the church. And they were looking at, you know, I, we need to be at a church where we, you know, I, this, this person sings and plays violin and, you know, they were looking for an opportunity and it literally a church that they, the worship team was not a closed country. Like, Hey, can I come and serve? Can I come and do this? And I said, Hey, there's a process, but yeah, we'd love to have you. And like, so now they're part of our congregation because we were open because we, yeah. we, we did that. And we're, we're not like this closed circle that we're, it, it, it's an open opportunity, but there's prerequisites involved. And so we have to walk people intentionally through that. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's also, I mean, that element of being able to bring a quality to your, um, the, the team. Mm-hmm. If somebody is wanting to come, has yeah. a desire to come on board, you want to check off some of those boxes. Like, yeah. hey, make sure that some of those boxes are already checked because I'm. It's not a school. Yeah. And so we we do need to bring that excellency and have an expectation to a point. Yeah. You know. If it's somebody in development, I want to be able to encourage them yeah. to pursue that. And there's you know? plenty of ways to help develop people right. to get them ready to go. Yeah. And so, but but then on the same side of it is I've I've caught myself in this where like, even when I'm not on the stage, the people I spend time with, I hang out with, I do the most with, they're yeah. my best of friends. I have any any time I want to do something, they are the people I talk to. Mm are always my worship leader yeah, friends. Yeah, there you go, yeah. And so it becomes this like, okay, what about everybody else? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, how am I doing this to all fellow Christians? Yeah. You know, if it's, oh, these selective, right. you know, you know right. like, and, and so it becomes that, that I think is kind of that exclusive club mentality where it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't 
really feel like I want to <laughs> you know, do anything with yeah. this person. There, there's a good question <laughs> that you can ask yourself in a lot of, in a lot of this one, like I, I, this is something I do uh, on, on Sundays as I'm dealing with church, but like, uh, as I'm like, we have a whole congregation, like I'm, I'm tasked with yeah. leading our congregation in worship. So one of the best ways I can learn to lead somebody in worship is to actually talk to them and know who they are. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I do is like, and this, this may be terribly overplanned, but I kind of like split the room up into a grid and people are, you know, they're creatures of habit. They're going to sit in the same general You're area. Like, this month I'll focus on zone 10. I'm not kidding. That's <laughs> literally like, that's one of the things that I do. Like I'll look and say, I haven't talked like I'll look in just a general area. And I know that every Sunday I'm not going to be able to get to everybody. But I'll I'll make a point to go to a general area and try to talk with a few people in that area, and then just kind of like okay I've kind of seen I've talked with them recently I'm gonna kind of just move through the room, and some people like they they do it on their own they'll come talk to you after the service or like there's other roles that I play at the church and so I have many other contexts where I talk with people, but it's a way that I can get to know uh, how how people how they function what's going on I think what what that reveals also is the you know that we were talking earlier about how um, how many people know you know mm-hmm. your name, <laughs> yeah, right? And then <laughs> you know, like I, I mentioned that you know I had a time where I walked up to a couple and I was like, you know, I kind of the same thing. I was in zone three for the, sure, for sure. the time for that week, and I walked down and I was like, I walk over this couple I'd never seen before, mm-hmm. and I was like, how long you guys have been coming? And they've been coming longer than I had, and and so I was just like, oh hmm. wow. It's, 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 those are the best. Those are the so, best. So, you know, my name, what's your name? Like, yeah. just try to move, just yeah. awkwardly, just trudge through this. Like, well, I said something yeah. real dumb. We, <laughs> stand, we stand in a spotlight a lot of times and our name is in print on the, you know, like on the website or like different things yep. We're we're referenced to in the service, you know, Sean is going to do Sean and the team are going to come up. Well, however it's said, mm-hmm. you know, like people are going to come up and they know us, they do. And so that doesn't mean that we've, we've, met or like or you know that we i have what a couple hundred people on sunday that very in varying different you know sundays sometimes they're here every sunday sometimes they're not and so like there's been many times where i've walked up to meet somebody and they've been coming for six months or they've been coming for a yeah. year or they or they know me and have talked well, especially with my now wife, is like, like online streaming oh yeah and these people are like this is the first sunday they've come yeah. back in human existence you know and you're like I, I don't know you, mm-hmm. but we've been going online for the last, yeah, we've, we've you known know. you for the last year and a half. <laughs> right. yeah, like, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Don't, don't be the country club. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, don't be country club. Look outside like, of that. And literally, literally the, the, the title of this section of scripture is bear one another's burdens. You know, it's, it's to, it's to help, you know, like, how do you know, how do you know how to lead somebody? If you're not, if you, yeah, if you're in your own little group, that, that's great. You're, you're bearing like those people. Yeah. But there's other people who need you to reach out, especially if, you know, if you want to lead them in the like in, the, in a larger context with music. It's really helpful to know who your who your congregation is. You know, I, 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 I want to say that you also find that they're equally as friendly. Oh, yeah. As you are, you're you gonna know? get way more out of this than than you will. Like I, I honestly, may, and maybe it might take a way. little bit of courage to go and do this. <laughs> yeah. but yes, you're, you're gonna find that you've got more friends now, and it is they way, care about you. It is way easier to go to your friends and the people that you know 
and strike up a conversation that you were having yesterday or like picking up something. But you, you never know what what you're going to get into um, just by having a conversation with somebody else um, or like how much like the, how much you'll be encouraged. You know, I've had several conversations. We just we just wrapped up a men's retreat and I was leading worship, did worship for that uh, and preached one of the one of the sessions. And a couple of guys like they were that are up there. They you know, I, I knew them like I, I've seen their faces look familiar, but I hadn't had a chance to talk with them. And so sitting down with some of these guys and they're like, dude, what you do with worship is so encouraging. Yeah. Thank you. And like, I didn't sit down to be encouraged. I sat down to encourage, but I walked away with way more uh, out of that than I feel like they did. And so it's, it's, it's such a cool thing. So, yeah, we left a church five years ago that we, you know, we, we loved and we were attending for, for a lot, you know, for many, many years uh, before that. And, um, you know, in, in, in recent, in this last year, there's been a kind of a transition where we ended up uh, stepping away from the church that I was serving in. And, um, and one of the biggest challenges that I was, I was really kind of on my heart about was this disconnect of being part of that community. Yeah. And, you know, not, not for a lack of trying, but, but in the sense of geographically we were just detached from that environment mm. and so it was really hard to say like man can i borrow a cup of sugar <laughs> you're like you you'd have more success if i just venmo you and you go buy it at the store okay right, right. you know because we were so far away mm-hmm. everything was guaranteed 40 minutes oh yeah and so um and so it just made it a challenge we ended up going back to the church that we had left 5 years ago and my wife you know walking in um was was greeted by, you know, getting 40 hugs before she gets to the, the sanctuary. Mm. And, you know, like not the like, Oh, hi side hug kind of a thing, but like, wow, it is so great to see you kind of hug. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, that was a piece for us. That was, that was about that community, that mm-hmm. missing piece. And I think that, you know, what I would encourage in the sense of being a worship leader doesn't exclude you from that, con- that community, that yeah. community is there to lift that's each other up literally what the church is there for. <laughs> and like so if, if you're missing that or if you're if you put yourself higher than that like literally like what the what the what the passage in um galatians that we just read hang on let me find it uh da, 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 da. for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing he deceives himself yeah like come on like be part of be part of this don't <laughs> bro your poop stink yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> like everybody else. Like, yeah, like you're, you're part of everybody. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay, so number three, you're going to get what's coming. Oh, man. So this one goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say, for example, we, you know, we, we are quick to get angry, and we vent our frustrations through other areas, and we don't check our own heart. And we think we're something special when we're really just every like everyone else and all of this stuff. And so as we're, we're sowing in this tension and contention mm-hmm. in, into a, a culture and a community, and, and unfortunately at the same time, you're going to see that fruit in those people. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, what do you want to do? If, if you're a leader in that yeah. context, that's, you know... That's that's dangerous. That's not a healthy thing right. to be part of. To to sow in, you know, uh, almost a hostile yeah. environment. 
Uh, but but at the same time, you know, wh- why you say you're going to get what's coming is not not just a warning, but it's but it's a praise. Let's say, for example, you take this stuff, Galatians six to heart and say, man, yeah, I, I want to talk to my brother or sister about this. And I want to talk with them in love, of, you know, about about what I feel like is going on and mm-hmm. what might be a challenge in our relationship. But but at the same time, I got to make sure my heart's good. So these, you're you're walking through and hitting each stepping stone along the way. Yep. And, you know, you, your your desire is to bring the community together closer and not, you know, not create exclusivity in, in, yep. in any way. That's what you know. The Bible. The Bible says. Then, then you are getting what's coming to you as sure. well. Yeah, yeah. The blessings are going to be more abundant than yep. what you are even giving out. And so, think about it in terms of like your bank account. Yeah. If I put if I put money in my savings account, then I have something that is is accruing interest, and if I need it at some point, I'm able to draw from it. But if I don't put anything in that savings account when I need it, and I have I've done nothing ahead of time. I've got nothing to draw from. And so like I might actually like accrue more debt because I'm working or, you know, working to do these things. So if you look at it in terms of what are you putting in your bank account? What are you what are you storing up? So if, if how I'm dealing with people is out of frustration or contention, you're the word that, mm-hmm. you, that you used. If I'm if I'm, you know, this giant authoritarian just stomping around and wanting my way, then because and here's the here's the here's the wake up call part of this we're all going to screw up and we're all going to have some part where we actually need somebody to come talk to us. If by the, you know, Jesus, doesn't he say like it with the measure that you, that you pour out, that's what you'll be like. That will be used to measure on you. Yep. Uh, And so like, it's that same kind of thing that will come back. So if I come and stomp around and I'm using all like, like that kind of stuff. Now, when I want grace, there's been no grace afforded. Yeah. And, and so you're, you know, their tank's empty. They're going to, they're going to come at you go, you know, weapons hot, you know, with, with everything coming back at your direction. And so versus if I come in the, in a situation, understanding, man, I've been here like working, working to extend grace as much as possible. And then when I screw up, that person remembers how I worked with them and they go, Hey, I know this isn't you, but Hey, this, this came up and can we talk about it? Like, that's so much easier to deal with. And like in most cases, if you're willing to extend grace, you'll also receive that correction with grace. Mm-hmm. And it like, you'll understand if you exercise those things, like same thing. If I, if I lift weights, suddenly that weight becomes less difficult to, to bear. And so I can step up and handle more uh, like in that kind of thing. If we exercise this, it becomes easier and easier uh, to do both to to extend grace, but also to receive it. I think something th- something that just came to mind to me is this this front end of Galatians six is is something that kind of gives. I, I was running through this in my head, saying, "Well, I've got a, I've, I've got this person that I have to deal with. I've got to I've got to deal with it this way. I need to say this. I got to check my own heart, and I and and then I want to go through this." Uh, you know, I want to be community minded towards people of faith, just like me, you know, but, but that's, that's both ways. Yeah. And I think the the frustrating part is then, you know, what happens when you reach somebody that isn't that way? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I was reminded of the word boundaries mm. because boundaries to me is, is something that, you know, quite often we're going to be very quick to find the sin in someone else. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Well, you know, I, I think what's what's really really obvious in in God's word is that all of those things being quick to point. I'm going to go back to the first point: is remove the plank out of your own eye. You know mm-hmm. that that's the biggest thing. Is is you know with boundaries, the only thing you can control is you. Right. So if you decide to go and control by by getting angry, by being frustrated, by by being on you know on attack with somebody, all you're going to do is invade their boundaries. Yeah. And create a culture that is that is unhealthy. Yeah. And and so you know keep that in mind in the sense of how. You know, all of these things, self-control, self-evaluation, check my own heart. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things are are more important than going after something oh, you've recognized. For sure. You know, and I think that, you know, in, in essence, those those other points that it talks about in, in six is, you know, from I don't know what, what verses it comes up to, like chapter or verse seven, uh, seven or eight. But it's... Um, but it, but it really is it's it's you reap what you sow, mm-hmm. you know, and um, <laughs> I for sure would so much rather, you know, like you know, if I'm planting zucchini seeds, get zucchini, <laughs> than than get jalapenos. You know what I mean? Like if I'm expecting one thing, and I like, and but what comes out of it is something completely different. I don't want to be surprised, you know. Like I I actually very much would want, um, again. Cause I know I'm going to mess up. I know that I'm not perfect in so many different ways. Um, and I'm reminded of that in like very, very frequently. Oh, like, Cause I was going to, yeah, that's I good. Gonna remind yeah, he's, you. he's got a list as I, I can see it written <laughs> down, but I'm reminded of that. And so, um, I, I would rather be like handled with gracefully, but also I can, I can say that, um, that helps me as well when like, when I, when I'm receiving correction that I can be humble, um, and go, yeah, you're right. You know, like, and so I, yeah, I'd much rather it be a gentle process than have to like, you know, be dealt with in a, in a crazy harsh way. Yeah. And, you know, then have to apologize for both my response to that. <laughs> and then, but also like me working to, to, discipline or whatever somebody, you know, like, or like levy out every bit of wrong that somebody has issued toward me in a bad way, because, you know, how often do we have to apologize for the things that we say in moments like that? Like we can, you're right. What we can control is our response. That's it. And I think, you know, for, for the last point, this is, this is kind of a, an, an invaluable portion of I mean, all of it is valuable, but uh, <coughs> The last part of it is it's to try to do this and try to make sure you've checked all the boxes mm-hmm. and make sure that you've done all this is head spinning. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you're going to get wrapped up in self-critical, you know, you're just before you even say something, you've already beaten yourself down enough to where you're just not going to. Yeah. And that can be unhealthy as well. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you've now turned that anger on you. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it went somewhere, but it's, it's always going to go still somewhere. Gonna go right. somewhere. So, <laughs> you know, so, so it depends on like, I would, I would say this first, if that anger needs a place to go submit that, mm-hmm. give it to God. You know, if, if it needs to be like, God, can you soften my heart? Make that a prayer mm-hmm. before you speak a word. Why? Even against yourself. Don't, don't speak the words in your head and be like, Adam, you're so blah, 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 blah. I yeah. can't believe you bleep and bleep and bleep, you know? 
oh, that's my conversations. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say, man, wow, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it gets real, right? Right. Um, but uh, but 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 really, like, submit that. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, like, it, even though that that it can be dizzying and it can be difficult, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be perfect every single time. I liked this. I wrote this down because like you, 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 how you were saying you're getting reminders. I was like, you're insignificance reminders. Oh yeah. You're like, yeah. You know, like it's just little bitty me and I'm making a mountain out of this, Uh you know, but, but at the end of the day, instead of spinning around in circles, trying to figure out how to do this, you know, give it to God Mm -hmm. and don't give up. Yep. You know, um, it can be exhausting. Yeah. It really can. It can be exhausting to, um, you know, cause our easiest, like, are what you know what is your first response to a lot of things and that's the easy route like versus having to like pause think you know like my kids do something you know like they don't clean up the dishes from breakfast for the 9000th time you know no matter how many times i've re- like done that but i my remember kids don't do i remember being a, being a kid and being corrected to that level and it wasn't honestly until i was in the same shoes that my parents were in that I realized, oh, holy cow! Like they are actually way, way right on a lot of this stuff, and so you like they, kids they don't, they don't understand. Music. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't understand because they didn't pay the money for the dishes or the table or yeah. for like that. Like they don't, they don't get that. They just know that's the kitchen table. These are the dishes, and who cares if it's out? Like because it gets cleaned up. Well, dad was the or dad or mom is the one who came behind them and was like Magic wanting fairies, to take care bro. of the house. I, I wish I had that. Like, <laughs> watching Harry Potter and like I don't know that scene. Are you where they calling yourself in. a fairy? No. Okay. No. Right. No. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> see this. That is an example of extending I just grace. <laughs> <laughs> but the the whole idea it says it in verse nine, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. Just hang on. Yeah. Keep, keep doing that thing. Like keep, keep working at it. Keep extending grace. Keep, you know, this, like, again, the the title of this, this section of of the, of scripture is bear one another's burdens. It's going to get tiring. Don't get weary. You're going to blow it. Keep going. You know, but I think that, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it absolutely is just something that just keep swimming. Yeah. Just keep swimming. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do? All right. I had to do that because that that's like one of my favorite parts of that movie. <laughs> anyway. Well, Hey, we got, we got a couple things. So one, like, Hey, worship leaders, um, you know, it's really, it's really important, uh, that we work through and you know what Adam and I have just done. We've spent a whole bunch of time in scripture and it's a really good thing for us just to, and, and for me to remind myself, uh, before I sit down and plan a service set or before I do anything, Spend time in the word, spend time with God, spend time. What, what is he saying? What is he saying to us through yeah. his word? Um, and the more that you know, the word that will help you relate to people because God gave that to us to help both with help us know him, but help us know each other. And God puts us in families for that reason. So get, get in your word, know what, know what it says. Um, and then, yeah, like as, as you're working to do, do what you can, you know, James says, don't just be hearers of the word, but do what it says. Yeah. And so like, let's, let's do this thing in a, in a, in a really good way. Um, so we want to end on a little bit of a, a fun, fun things, you know, like you know, we know that you're prepping right now. Uh, and we, so we're going to bring the worship burrito at the end, uh, and make, make this thing happen. But, uh, we're, we're, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's October as we record this, 
And so we have this Halloween season, but also like if you are a worship leader, you know, when it October hits, you better be prepping for Christmas. Yeah, Halloween doesn't exist. Yeah, it, it's not, it's not about that. When the, yeah, the yeah, quote right. holidays hit, like you better be like for a worship leader. It's like, oh man, it's August. I ought to be thinking about Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what was the line that you used before we recorded? Like you better be ahead of Costco. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. Ahead of ahead of Home Depot yeah, for Christmas. Like if I walk into Home Depot right now, like I I was going there for for Halloween decorations, and I was like, "There's all what what's with all the freaking Christmas trees?" Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean the oh, same thing. Yeah. If I'm if I have anything to do with Christmas this year, yeah, as as a worship leader, like I'm already there ahead yep. of Home Depot. Yep. So I was, uh, you know, we, we're I'm meeting with my team where we, we, we do a Christmas concert every year. And so we've been working and I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music. Um, and we always try to do something new and exciting, you know, like I, we try to because most of Christmas music is kind of the same thing over and over. Um, and so we were trying to figure out like what it is that we could do. Uh, and I came across um, one of my like one of my favorite bands and like they're, they're aggressive. It's cool. Um, it's project 86. Uh, they're actually in the process of recording their very last album (laughs) right now. It's aggressive and it makes me smile. It's good. It's good gym music, but, uh, the album is a very P 86 Christmas. Uh, they put it out last year, but I just discovered it. So we've never been, uh, one to say we're on the cutting edge of new music, uh, or news or the news it, of yesterday, yeah, the news of whenever we the, found the, it. The, <laughs> um, but it's, uh, if welcome you're, to this week's segment. Of if, last you're, week's if you're news. looking for some interesting take and some, I, I would say kind of aggressive, almost Halloween, you know, nightmare before Christmas kind of vibes on, uh, on some Christmas, Christmas I, music. It was really good. It, it, it's fun. It, I mean, this is a fun album. I, I liked, I, I'm like, you just showed me a couple snippets and I don't know if I'm in the mode quite yet just just for, for me yeah I, I you know i'm, I'm not I, i'm i don't have to coordinate a christmas there, event this there year it is. so so for me to to kind of stay away from the christmas season <laughs> i i can i yeah. can have that restraint for a little while we longer, literally you know? have our first rehearsal for the concert <laughs> next week so it's a thing but that's thorough but if you're if you're, if you're, if you're we're kind of in this <clears throat> mode if you're looking to plan something i don't know that this is something that you're going to be debuting in front of your church uh, but this might be, if you're looking for some Christmas rock, you're definitely going to find it. So it, that, that, that's one to, one to take, take a look at. Um, if you're looking for just kind of really solid, uh, a good take on a Christmas album too. Phil Wickham's got an album called Christmas. Uh, holy cow. Phil Wickham. He's I mean, you great. have like, Oh, Holy Night by, um, August Burns Red. Okay. You know, that, that kind of stuff. Like that's a great song. There's another version that I did years ago at a Christmas concert, but it was it was a hardcore version. It was really epic, um, mm-hmm. and we like I, I had a, a, a one of my female vocalists. She was uh, she's professionally trained, and so it was just something that she was able right. to uh, um, really really do a good job with it. But anyway, um, I, I want to bring up something that isn't Christmas related, but it's it's Wage War. Um, Wage War. They they released an album back in 2021 so the album itself is great anything if you just want to listen to wage war on shuffle play it's worth it you'll you'll enjoy the day especially (laughs) if you like hardcore if you Um, don't like hardcore this will be a form of torture (laughs) i this is therapy every day like this this is aggressive if you want me to meditate like give me hardcore music and i will i will meditate um but they they just released like today um a stripped down version of of what's called godspeed 
And uh, it's just one of their songs off of their album Manic, which is their, their album released from last year. Yep. So it's Wage War, Godspeed. And honestly, like uh, I, I would definitely give it a try, give it a listen, especially in that con- uh, that kind of style, because you're going to hear a little bit less aggression in their mm. uh, in their tone because it's all acoustic. Um, but but excellent, excellent yeah, band yeah. entirely. They're a Christian band, um, and uh, so those are our burritos. Uh, I I I don't know who prayed last. I can't remember. You want to pray? I can pray. We can okay. we can do it. All right, we're gonna wrap this up and then. Uh, let you guys go because Sean's got to go. Woo! <laughs> so, Father God, we thank you um, for your word. And God, we thank you for how you've put us in families and our church congregations. God, we're, we're so grateful that we are not alone uh, in this life that you've called, uh, that you, one, that you're with us, but two, that uh, you've put other people to, uh, with us to, bury, to bear our burdens. Um, God, it makes life so much easier to know that there are people walking through this thing with us. So, Father, in these areas where we need to extend grace, help us to do it. Um, and, God, in the areas where, uh, where we need to be the ones to, to correct, help us to do so very gracefully. Um, God, help us to be gentle uh, in these areas. And, God, I pray for each worship leader or each person listening to this podcast. God, we, we're so grateful for the opportunity that we have to, to do this. Uh, but also we pray for each person who's, who's planning their Sunday services or planning a Christmas concert or planning uh, these things or trying to, trying to build teams or trying to develop musicians or sound people or any of these things. God, it can be, it can be a task that can be very, uh, very frustrating. And God, just as a reminder in the word, to not grow weary of doing good. God, would you give them energy? Would you give them drive? Would you give them passion? And God, would you give them direction uh, in, in each of these scenarios that they face? And God, would you do the same for us? God, would you help us to, uh, to know what to say, when to say, how to say uh, in all of this? But Father, we thank you for, again, thank you for your word. And thank you for this time that we get to, that we get to talk about you and encourage one another. So Father, we thank you for who you are. It's in your son's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I think that's it. So I guess until next time, I'm Sean Patrick. Adam Richardson. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Sons of Asaph Worship podcast. If you like the show, make sure to leave us a review and to subscribe. Connect with us on our Facebook page. See you next time. Thanks, Mom. Jesus, Jesus, Tiger King. Jesus, Jesus. It itches a little. (laughs) 